it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. Well, hi, Nick. You're supposed to say hello. It always throws people that. I'm, I need to find a different way of saying hello, I've decided. Um, no, it is a bit, isn't it? Hi, Nick. Well, hello, Tricia. So this is Nick Hickson from, well, he's the owner of Hickson's Business Enablers, but I, I don't really think that gives the, the whole picture. Now, mm. Nick is going to talk about so many things that are going to be relevant to you listeners, and, and it's going to give us all a little bit of... Um, discipline as well I, I i feel discipline coming in here and one of the disciplines that i think we should all do as business owners is have our vision and mission statements clear so go on nick oh, give us your vision yeah. and mission well i think fundamentally i'm just i just think less any business owners have a fairly rough deal they they live in a, a space of nuclear loneliness pretty much and they're doing things to make their life and the people around them better. So I want them to enjoy the best that life can bring, be reasonably confident in their decisions, which most of the time we're all sort of a bit, uh, oh my God, state, and get a balance in their business and personal life. <clears throat> in fact, to be really fundamental, I don't like the term work-life balance. I prefer life-work balance because that's the right way round. Well, that's, that's quite deep. We're only seconds into this podcast, Nick. We've gone Sorry. profound. Don't apologise for deep. That's, that's good. Yeah, I love that expression, nuclear loneliness. I've written that down. That, that's, a, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, confident in their decisions. I love that. I love that. So, so you, you've, you've written down here um, that your mission is to provide the best ways to free up SME owners to achieve their aspirations and help them do more for yeah. themselves. And yeah, it's this freeing up thing. But of course, some of the freeing up comes from um, what some of us might perceive as the opposite of freeing up, which is actually um, sewing some things up a bit tighter. Yes. Yes. We're very good. I mean, you know, our conversations with ourselves generally aren't terribly productive, are they? No. Because we, we generally end up with, with a level of indecision, which is, which is quite alarmingly similar to our current parliament. <laughs> We're very democratic. and that We've always got a voice, uh, but we don't actually get off our, our little bodies and uh, go and do anything about it because there's something else may, may sort of pop in and, oh, oops, have I thought of that properly? Uh, so most, most uh, what you try and do is not to get people to do anything spectacularly well you want to get them to stop making mistakes um, yeah. and get off and do something and give them a bit you know a bit of encouragement so yeah that's a good that's a reasonable idea have have a pop and bear in mind that it's like sort of training reins so yeah. uh, so uh, you know you all, all the all the uh, you know, the training wheels on, on a bike you know have a go you're not going to fall far 
find a way of, of uh, learning what you're doing and, and uh, moving, moving the thing forward without actually crashing and burning. Yes. That's, that's a good plan. I just want to be helpful, frankly. <laughs> Did you know well, what? That is, uh, and um, what I think one of the lessons is that you learn is actually being helpful um, has a huge amount of rewards. And it's, and it's not like a manipulative thing. It, it's, it's quite an organic thing, isn't it? As, as you sort of, without getting too kind of, you know, the more you give out, the, the more the kind of right people come to you and opportunities and adventures kind of occur. So yeah, yeah, good philosophy. Um, but do we all feel a bit um, like there's too much, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. You talk about nuclear loneliness, but it's also, um, I, I wish I could think of a snappy phrase here, Nick, but something that says we're being drowned in all the advice coming at us, all the stuff on social media, all the new apps that we can use to run our business with, whatever that is. Well, there's the bright, the bright shiny objects problem, certainly, because which again, we're all, I, when I say we, I include me <laughs> in all of this. Uh, we are all very good at thinking, oh, that's a good idea. Let's, let's go and spend some time investigating that. When the difference between your result from doing it your old way and the new ways uh, doesn't generally bear any relationship to the effort you put into it. And you don't think about that first. So one of the things we try and chatter to people about is don't rush. And with social, you know, the, the way the internet's working now and social media, everybody's in, a, in an almighty panic in case they, they miss out. It's fear of missing out, isn't it? It's mm. all this, most of this assorted crud is in the blog, which is going up about today, actually. Do you put your blog, blog out today? Blog out today, but luck, yes. Okay, what, what's, it, what's it called? It's about pirates. About pirates. about pirates, exciting. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll well, pirates are mentioned anyway. <laughs> but overrate this thing. It's a bit of a teaser. That you've, yeah. <laughs> you've got us going there. Um, so yeah, there's no Johnny Depp or anything in there. Or... Oh, but uh, there's a hint of yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, which okay, is okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. After, um, after uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll link. I'll link that in the show notes. I'm um, talking about blogs. Um, so, so the word time obviously is coming in here now. So here we are. Maybe maybe we're a solo. What, do you like the expression solopreneur? No. I thought you wouldn't. <laughs> I, I just, I just, there's so many flipping, oh, manage that one, flipping labels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like labels. Yeah. But it, it does, it does define someone so neatly and inconveniently every time. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't like labels very much at all. But, uh, but but if we are let's just say um running a business running yeah. a business on our own okay let's, let's just use normal <coughs> words um then time appears to be a, a little bit of a an issue um, yes, and obviously is. the more you go chasing after the bright shiny objects uh, the less time there is to actually remember what you're meant to be doing and why you're doing it and yeah. enjoy doing it and get some results from doing it um and i just i was looking through your your blog posts and i was my eyes were caught actually by a title to one of your blogs that you wrote a while ago called arse time would you like to explain uh 
Well, this, this isn't about time per se, but it's about work and big and small businesses, because I blather on repeatedly about how small businesses are our future and big businesses are dead men walking. And by that, I particularly don't mean that big businesses will all get fragmented and uh, capitalism will change, which it might well anyway, because liberal democracy may be, may be slightly outdated now the way it's being done. Uh, but more particularly, big businesses have to think like small businesses to survive properly. Wow. And one of the issues that small businesses have when they think they want to scale is that <clears throat> they think they've got to act like a big business. And what they tend to do uh, silly as it sounds, is they add in all the procedures and constraints and bureaucracy without having the associated sales to support it. So they do it uh, arse about face, but that is not the problem of that. But you end up with a business. A big business is, is like, has got a sort of an external carapace. So it's like a lobster. You know, and it's and it's got the procedures and things so that it, it has a, a, a filter between the internal and external world because otherwise it doesn't get on very well. Uh, it can't trundle along uh, in its own sweet little way, particularly successfully. But that tends to mean that the internal conversations are better uh, known because there's a common vocabulary and they're more common generally. There's more internal conversations uh, and the more internal conversations there are, the fewer external conversations there are. So you end up with everybody effectively looking inwards and the poor bloody customer gets to look at a row of asses. <laughs> and after a while, they get fed up and go and find somebody else to supply their needs. Hence the arse time. Oh, I'm really glad I asked you about that because that 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 that's a brilliant visual. That, that, well, or not, as the case may be. But well, now I think of it. But if, actually, then for um for a person where it's only them in the business, um, the internal conversations are in their head. Yes. So you can, you can confuse yourself very successfully. Simply, and the, and the simple way to do that is to write nothing down. Which is what most which most of us do. Let's be clear, uh, and then you will achieve whatever direction you're going in, whatever. You know. But you won't achieve anything you want because ah. you'll constantly be changing direction. So yes. our, our cunning plan is to have a plan, fairly fundamentally. So and it's nice and broad. And just say, what do you want out of life? You know, here's the other here's the other the other big gimme is you know why why are we working? Why did I say life work and not work life? Mm. Because we work to fulfill personal goals. No one in the history of the world has and ever will go to work to fulfill a corporate objective. They go to fulfill a personal one by means of the corporate. Oh, oh, now. Oh, <laughs> go, go, go on. Here's, here's the thing which, which continually amuses me rather wryly. Every year, Gallup produces a poll uh, amongst uh, 10,000 big businesses about employee engagement. And uh, we all know the numbers. Uh, about 13% of employees are, are engaged with the company. Uh, uh, it varies between the, the next few chunks. And then there's about another 13% who are, who are actively disengaged, who are, who are working for you and actively harming you. 
and everybody in these in these large organizations at c-suite whatever get all horrified about this and they and they impose another another system uh to improve employee engagement but they don't actually bloody well ask anybody what they want <laughs> which is so fundamentally dust so true oh God. um uh, yes there's, there's a yes. fantastic uh, case study called um, morning star done by gary hamill um Gary Hamill's a very good guy. This is the uh, Morningstar is a tomato producer in California, employs about four or five thousand people, uh, and they're, they're so empowered. And uh, you know, anybody on the production line can make a uh, capex uh, decision as long as you can justify it to, to management, and they'll go and buy a load of trucks or put another line in, or whatever. So that's terrific. Now, if you go into the YouTube videos as well as the case study, you can listen to these people talk about their business and they talk about it lovingly and at length, but nobody ever talks about why they are working there. They talk about how they're working there and how nice it is to work there, but not what they get out of it. Now, half of our waking time is spent working pretty much shouldn't we sort of enjoy it a bit more yes really now my problem is and i'm wondering whether this is actually well i say the word problem i'm not sure uh, yeah it's a double-edged sword really is what we're talking about so i think for some people in smaller businesses um especially maybe in the early phrase, phases you know people who've taken a passion and kind of gone with it actually they they might be at risk of enjoying it too much <laughs> does, if does that make sense yes. so yes okay you know what i mean don't you so yes. this is this is where the lack of um strategy and and sort of planning then creeps in because you're um well, well take take for instance this this current situation here i am interviewing yet another fascinating individual for my podcast well i absolutely love doing this podcast okay i i, I as of this moment have not made a single penny of income out of doing this podcast okay i would however not stop doing it because I'm not making a single penny. So in other words, for, for me, this is great. I love it. I love it. I get up every morning. I'm very enthused about everything I do because I got to this stage in my life and all this stuff about people and humans and communication and impact and all of this stuff really, really gets me going. Okay. So sad as it may sound, I actually love what i do and would almost describe it and this is where the problem is nick okay you're gonna you're gonna hear a word now which is going to raise alarm bells if somebody asked me what's your hobby i would actually also include i wouldn't be saying surfing i'd probably be saying well kind of my business <gasps> yeah that's a dramatic pause nick I know. I yeah know. And I, I know that I'm not, I know I'm not alone. That's why I've given that story. It's not just about me. This is about a lot of people. So having said which, frustration then comes climbing in when a year or so down the line, you're thinking, hang on a minute, I'm not really, I, I'm really struggling now. I'm going to have to go and get another job because I'm not making enough money to pay the mortgage or the rent or anything. And, and I do love my job. But, and then that's ridiculous because you then end up, 
not doing this properly because you're having to take on a portfolio career. Um, and it's all just because maybe of a mindset where you got too enthused about what you were doing and forgot the other stuff, the, the planny stuff, the mission, the vision, and all of that, the decision-making. Go on, help me. Well, you're right. Um, and I do it too. And I think to a large extent, we all do it. I, I, I am not tremendously happy with um, there's certain words that are a little bit overused. Passion's another one. Okay. Passion's for a person, frankly, in my head anyway. Um, uh, it's not. It's not necessarily because you think you feel this thing. Or I've got this passion for this, and they're just going to go single-minded at it. Come what may, you know, pig-headed, uh, whatever the result, and and they'll and they'll produce a book and say, ah, oh, so and so did this, and they talked about this, and uh, and uh, look, look how successful they are. And then you look at all the other people who uh, haven't quite succeeded like that because they haven't written the book, have they? So I would much prefer to see lots of people saying, this is how I made a complete uh, breakfast of this. And uh, perhaps you can learn from that because actually you learn a lot, a lot better than, uh, than that. So, but I, you know, I've got passions too. Uh, there's stuff I like to do uh, that doesn't make me any money. You know, we write a book, a book or two every now and then. Into well, the second one now, um, it will it will earn me nothing, but it does get me contacts who are interesting, and I can take the interesting things and and put them into blogs and stuff. And it's like like we do we do the the Drucker Forum, our Drucker Associates. We get stuff from world class thinkers and bring it. Um, you know, it's for my benefit, but it's also for I'll put it into bite sized chunks for my SME audience benefit. And they may think, oh, what a good guy. I must go and talk to him. But most of the time, of course, they just think, what a good guy. Or nothing at all. You know, there's things that make money that we just plow on and do. And there's, and there's stuff that's, that we will, we, will, we will, I will claim that has some lasting uh, benefit, but far in the future, which doesn't mm. earn me any So you've got, you've got to split, you know, it's mm. not a portfolio career per se. It's some of the things which are core to what you do to put bread on the table and some of the things that are just interesting. Exactly, exactly. We, we shouldn't, you know, get to, um, I think I think for certainly people who maybe come from a slightly let's just say creative-ish sort of um, journey uh, in in what they've been doing before or doing now, that there might be a part of your brain which says if I start doing all these spreadsheets and plans and strategies and mind maps and all these things, it's going to take something away. Somehow it's gonna it's gonna take the edge off this. Uh, wonderful spontaneous sort of energy d d does is that a, an issue that you've come across with people sometimes? well I think you do spreadsheets that's absolutely true <laughs> <laughs> I thought we could get excited about spreadsheets now oh, well you may did I certainly no was. no no I, I'm looking for a way to but so, really? so so how so how do we get this balance then between um between re retaining the energy and the spontaneity and, the, and all of that stuff which happens quite randomly, as you say, meeting interesting people, those connections and leading you down avenues you might not even have planned, okay, yeah. with the sensible grown-up stuff 
um, that, that no, we really not. do need I, to I, do. I, I think you're, uh, uh, I don't see why it should be sensible and grown up. It's, it's just loaded. Got, I uh, loaded the language, didn't yes, I? There? It yeah. did slightly load the language. Well, start by deciding what you're about, what's, what's important to you, what's, what's important in your life that you want to achieve for yourself and for others. And that can be, you know, I'm not talking about the business. I'm, I'm literally talking about what you want. And I've had some really odd answers to that question. One of them was, I want to spend more time with my dad. Mm. Okay. And I can't because I'm not earning enough. And you know, so if you fix the one thing, you fix the other. So now he spends more time with his dad. Uh, another couple I quote quite often, um, two, uh, two, two boys, no, no um, holiday for eight years. No, no what for eight years? No holiday for eight years. No holiday. Oh, no okay. holiday for eight years. You know, okay. children are growing up. You yeah. know, they have their own sort of <laughs> agendas, time scales. You've got 20 years with, with the kids before they, before mm -hmm. they clear it off. Um, if you want to build a family with, with um, uh, memories and, and relationships, you need to invest some time. Um, and that's not an hour of an evening or an hour of a morning. You need to chunk, chunk some time out. So we, we, it was important, I said. I, I, I prompted them to say. Mm. Yes, it, yes. <laughs> slight nudge. Um, that holidays would be important. And they, they've now been doing quarterly holidays pretty much three or four holidays a year for about the last five or six years. The kids are now just gone to university. You know, they've got they're both boys, they've both got um, girlfriends. They want to go on holiday with their girlfriends. Fairly surprising, not mum and dad. Um, but they've got the memories and they've got that solidity, that foundation for the, for the mum and dad has know they've done the right thing by, by the kids and the kids know, know, know the same. Mm. Uh, but you have to sort, sort out other stuff so that they stopped bloody working so hard. Mm. And that meant, um, so to achieve that, um, this required some more structured thinking about their work days well it's it's a simpler it's almost simpler than that i mean we don't tend to uh, get into levels of you know what should you know time time recording and mm -hmm. diary entries and uh email clutter and nonsense like that unless we're asked uh but it's really what's your objectives when do you want to achieve them how do you think you can do that and 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 question and um, you know I just ask a lot of questions actually <laughs> awful lot of questions. In fact, if you ask me a question, I'll ask you one back normally. Yes. Uh, just to find out, and so they record what's important to them, and then they decide does that make a structure that uh, that makes sense to them and gives them some goals and values that they they want to live with. Now, if some other stuff comes in later some bright shiny object, oh, let's go and do that. You know, we've all got them. So we just do, you know, I do, a bit like the Andrew and Pete thing, 90-10, I do an 80-10. I just, you know, I, back old school Pareto, 80-10, 80% of, of my effort goes into doing what I should be doing uh, and making sure that is as slick and as easy and painless as possible because some of it, as like every other job, isn't the most enjoyable thing in the world. And that's for absolutely everybody. Uh, and 20% um, doing something more um, more fun. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that would sound so simple when you say it like that. Well, it is but... simple. Just don't <laughs> complicate it. Um, yeah, so uh, yes, but yes, but just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, uh, so that brings us to decision making. We can get into complete and utter rabbit holes, can't we? Well, we're all so good at it, aren't we? Mm. Horribly getting good. into rabbit holes or making decisions. Make oh, both. <clears throat> Generate decisions to get into rabbit holes. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and we're not helped. I mean. Uh, our education system and the way that we are taught how to do business is is fundamentally unhelpful in this country and quite a few other ones. Um, so if you say we started a business and uh, say, oh, I know nothing about business. I know how to make widgets. It's always widgets. But there you go. Sorry. Um, so you go on, on sundry government courses and you go to the marketing course and the marketing expert tells you how absolutely essential this is. And you go to the finance course and the accountant tells you how absolutely essential that is and so on and so forth. And nobody joins it up. Um, absolutely nobody joins it up. And nobody tells you which bits out of all this crud that you really need to do and don't teach, and don't teach you the other ones. Because the marketing guy or the accountant or whatever will teach you everything they possibly can because it's so, so, so important to them. Yes. But not to you. Yes. So there, you there, are, there are some gems out there, yourself being one of them, and somebody that I'm working with as well who absolutely doesn't do that, who, who absolutely gets the dots joined up. And it, it's, it's the huge difference. It's what I do in coaching as well. There's no, there's no point in me just talking about elements of communication and then sending somebody out into the world without having thought through some knock-on effects and some mm. random things that might also be involved in that and you know you say well yes I talk about face-to-face -face communication but obviously your online communication is kind of just an extension of that so of course we're going to cover that as well when it comes up yeah joined up thinking brilliant and and that's interesting you say is it, is it a cultural thing then that we're, that we're, that we're taught not to be good at decisions. Well, let's start with um, our education, one's education system in the Western world, which is based on ugh, a particular little hobby horse, sorry, um, based on last century thinking, which is just translated to business. Right so let's all face the front because all the knowledge is up there. Mm. Because we are being taught by sitting in these nice little rows to turn ourselves into production-led creatures for our work environment. You know, which is great when you were Henry Ford and you wanted people on the production line, but that ain't happening anymore. No. You know, the, the way the world has moved is that that, that doesn't, you know, we, <laughs> who wants to do that now? Well, no one. And businesses don't, because you get a machine to do all this stuff, and there's the de-skilling of, uh, yeah. so the future of work is a big, big topic. Uh, and the way that that is changing is um, very interesting. And the, and the education you need to, to do that, I mean, they, I've got people downstairs doing technical, technical exams. Uh, uh, very high level technical exams and they end up just a bloody good technician mm -hmm. but what we need as employers and what we need to be to enjoy our work is we need to be imagine imaginative 
-hmm. we need to exercise judgment and we need to be curious oh let's just repeat that Ima i like this imaginative judgment and curious. judgment and curious curious being actually one of my top favorite words Absolutely. Top one. Yeah. Okay. So I have reimagined the way that uh, that uh, work and management goes in that because we go back to 1959 and Peter Drucker, father of modern management, uh, obviously guru for me, um, decided then that work was moving from production to knowledge work, and he has the the magic uh, expression knowledge worker, and I think I can reimagine that into. Judgment is the new knowledge work. Interesting. Did, did just just expand on that a minute? Well, it, there's no. If you just have knowledge, you can put knowledge into AI, mm -hmm. and then you ain't got a job. Yep. But a, an AI will be able to, should be able to do that quicker mm -hmm. and simpler than 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 uh, we we can as humans. Mm -hmm. and most of the work we do now uh, downstairs in the in the orifice is uh, capable of being done by a machine. Mm -hmm. It's largely done by a machine, cloud-based stuff, mm -hmm. all sorts of other things. Five years time, a lot more will be done by a machine and all integrated. Mm -hmm. So what we need is people who can look at information and make judgments about it. Mm, got and, you, yeah. And it's make judgments because eventually there'll be an interaction with a human being and somebody has to say, I think, Trisha Lewis, you might like this because, because I can empathize with Trisha Lewis, yes. which the machine ain't gonna manage. Yes. At least yes. in our lifetime, hooray. Yes, so those skills, yeah. So if you're, if you're in business now, uh, you might be undervaluing some of those skills that you've yeah. got. So, so yeah. don't, <laughs> you know, that they're, they're right up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I put links, by the way, to Peter Drucker and all his wonderful work. Oh, and, stuff. and actually, there's also a, a um, Netflix documentary that I watched the other night called The American Factory. Have you, have you come no. across it? No. There we go. There's a tip. Oh, you know, in terms of the way things are changing, um, let's just say China, America, factory, cars. Um, yeah, it, it's absolutely fascinating um, in terms of the way people communicate, the cultural, the way people have been educated, um, people as humans reacting emotionally, um, you know, beyond the world of machines. It's, 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 yeah. Oh, crikey. Yeah. We could, sorry. We could, we could go off on one on all of this, couldn't we? Well, so we could. um, back to, back, back to some semblance of water before we wrap up. Um, this is fascinating. So one, one thing that I think particularly in line with this, this the theme of this podcast is this confusion that people have. So we're talking about machines and people, but, within a person we've got this fight as well between yes. uh, yeah it's true isn't yes. it me and the business me yes is this yes. me yes is this me am i supposed to be another me for, for a business me Woo. yes well a horrible thought isn't it really but that's what we've we have been doing we have thought that we have to have to have this separate persona um and you, you can find, you know, the, the, the executive trots off to uh, trots off to work, and he goes, "Thou shalt do this," and I'm firing you, and uh, stamps about. Uh, 
and then he goes home and he's he's greets the dog and he cuddles the wife and he said well who are these people who, who, who which yeah yeah <laughs> it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing uh, uh, because that's what he's supposed to be, especially in the bigger, bigger businesses, and that's, that's that you have to be some different person. Um, I have this little um, little thing that I say occasionally in groups about um, uh, about that sort of thing, which tends to irritate people. Uh, also, oh, yeah. go for it, yeah. Well, I will. So I say, um, you know, the one thing you do, well, you you should treat employees your dog and your work is the same and, and, your, and your staff the same consistently. So after they've relaxed after that bit, I say, which do you treat best? And the answer is always the dog, isn't it? <laughs> well, in my imagination, it might be. I haven't got one. It's always the dog. Yes, but it's always the dog. Yeah. And it's always the dog because you... you <laughs> You expect less in a way because you don't expect this rationality. So you don't expect the dog to do something naughty or against your better wishes, but you actually do treat the dog better. Uh, it's it's uh, the old the old um, vision of, of trying to uh, manage, you know, it's a 10 pin bowling analogy where the manager's at the end where the pins are and he puts a blanket over the front and you bowl the ball and there's a bit of a crash as it goes past the blanket and he looks, behind then he looks at you and he says you've missed three instead of you hit seven <laughs> just thanks me notice i use the mail in this in this occasion because they're well done yeah be accurate <laughs> <laughs> I, and actually we do that to ourselves we do that to ourselves all the time we we could because we're wired to focus on the negative anyway that that's our survival wiring but i mean we do all the time focus on you know the, the stuff that one person said at a networking event that you thought was a bit you know maybe critical and, and none of the brilliant things that you've achieved all week you know it's it's mm. yeah we we should be we should be we should treat ourselves like we treat our talk <laughs> there we, we go actually, yes. that's uh, i think have I taken that too far? Um, no, not at all. I'm actually allergic to dogs, so for me that that's that's put up a whole problem area, really. Uh, but we won't go there. So, um, I, yeah, I think I think that's that's a good. I mean, when you walk into networking events, you know, that's, that's a classic scenario where people think, um, especially in the early days when when they're sort of you know taking baby steps into places that perhaps they don't feel that comfortable in. You know, people think, okay. Right now, what have I got to be? I've got to be this this kind of person because I'm in a I'm in a serious business world, and and what happens then? It's not good. <laughs> it? It's not good. No, it's not good. I mean, it's it's a full time job being yourself, isn't it? Yeah. So absolutely. how on earth are you going to find the time and effort to be somebody else? Yeah, and and also we we make all these assumptions about what we think people want to see, and we. Th make assumptions about what we think our clients or customers want and assumption 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 and i think what we probably need to do is go back to the drawing board a little bit don't we i think we could relax a little bit actually and not That's worry right. quite so much yeah. um i mean we're, we're very very good at spotting differences uh, but not so good at spotting similarities. And there tend to be a lot more similarities than there are differences. I mean, wherever I've gone in the world, uh, 
whether I've been in a mud hut or some swanky this and that, and uh, that people are fundamentally the same and fundamentally want the same things and generally are, are welcoming and generally want to think the best of you until you do something to screw it up. Well, just don't screw yeah. up yeah. and it will be fine. Can I just ask where you were when you were in a mud hut? I can't remember that. Um, <laughs> Laos. Laos, okay. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I can tell you've been to a few places. Oh, that's, that's a whole nother podcast, isn't it? So yeah, the, the travel adventures of, of Nick, that we'll, mm. we'll, come back for, we'll come back for that. So w w any, I know this is a bit trite, okay? And, and actually there's loads of it already that we've discussed, but if somebody was in the, maybe, you know, either, either in the first year or so of starting a business or maybe needing that kind of refresh reboot scenario that we get when we're years into our business. Is, is, there a, is there a simple couple of actions that you would suggest as a starting point to just get this kind of life work balance, some clarity, some, you know, more time, more, re, more relaxed sort of thing? <laughs> So good, good word, Tricia. Thing, yeah. Thing, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think there's some talking involved, and the the entertainment I have um, got from some of the conversations has been quite fun, especially the husband and wife conversations, because being deeply sexist about it, men have a very limited emotional vocabulary, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. Not saying anything. <laughs> Yes, we have, because we don't use things like that very much. Whereas women have, have, a, have a much broader one. So we ask, you know, I ask, have conversations with, uh, with men. And the man will give me a monosyllabic answer after about 30 seconds, because and sweat will have appeared <laughs> on his brow and all that. The woman will spend five minutes uh, <laughs> discussing it. Uh, but I get nuance. And eventually he'll say, oh, yes. <laughs> Because yeah, the, the scales will you know, fall, fall from his eyes a little bit and, and we'll get some, some sort of clarity on it. But funda fundamentally talk. And if, if, it is a, if you do have a, a, a male-female relationship that, that will have a close male-female relationship and you're a man, then go find the woman and uh, bring a bottle of wine or something useful and say, can we talk about this? And can you, can you help me out? Because... I don't know what I mean. That is brilliant. I, that's got to be one of the top tips. Go to, I love that. Men, go sit down with a woman with a bottle of wine and talk. <laughs> well, honestly, we have to wrap up on that, Nick, because that's a, that's, that is a gem, an absolute gem. But I, I am completely at one with you. That I, I always say, because I work with coaches, um, I've sat down and had a brilliant conversation with you, um, and I'm still working on the results of that, by the way. And <laughs> I, I am absolutely all the best coaches work with coaches because you need to have those that objectivity, that space to sort of blabber on a bit and say some daft things, but then start getting that feedback. Say, well, do you mean this? Oh. Yeah, I guess that is what we are. Love it. Right. So, Nick, um, where would people go to discover more about you? Website. 
uh, all the blogs are there. There's other, it's all free and other free stuff. Um, doing a rewrite fairly soon about uh, the website will still be there. Hickson's H-I-X-S-O-N-S.co.uk. Excellent, excellent. And obviously LinkedIn, you're a LinkedIn kind of a guy. On Twitter. Twitter. Nick yeah. UK on Twitter. Yeah, perfect. I'll put all these links on the show notes. Um, oh, anything that I, anything, anything that you've got written down on your list of fascinating things to talk about that I haven't given you time to? No, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, I think that's the that's the obvious option, isn't it? Brilliant. Don't Thank you. I, we, Nick and I live quite nearby, so no doubt I, I will see you soon, Nick. But this has been absolutely fascinating. Well, I've enjoyed it anyway. That's so, well, so have I. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully you're all Job done, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Bye for now. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Figure out your life work balance and to do that you actually do need to do a little bit of planning talking thinking fundamentally what is it that you want and that is in your life as opposed to just in your business fix one and you fix the other and the general advice from Nick was talk (laughs) talk to people and uh, say things like can you help me with this because I don't know what I mean brilliant. Lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced